You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron here in the Cobble Banker Group One Realty Studio in Westboro, alongside from Washtenaw Citizen, Jake Martin. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. It's Thursday, yeah. which means it's Top Ten Thursday. <laughs> I'm excited. Can you tell? Yes, you are. Yeah. I wish you shared my enthusiasm. I'm very fired up. I'm okay. ready to uh, really uh, put I, you in your place. Oh, no, you sound fired up, Aaron. Yeah, you really <laughs> sold us on that. Stumbling over your words there. We certainly need your help in deciding the, the top ten plays in Super Bowl history. So we will open up the text line, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. So Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. The top ten coming up uh, later in this show. But uh, this was fun. Doing a little research on this, uh, finding some different uh, radio and TV calls, we'll mix them in coming up later in the show. Yeah, it is fun. Ranked, uh, ranking lists are, are always just, you know, you can complain about the list, but it's always fun doing it. And uh, I don't know. I got a peek at your list. Dude. You a peek? Sw- I sent it to you. You swung and missed. Oh. You swung no, and missed. No. All, uh, there are two different things you have that are just atrocious. Uh. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, is it because of the Saints are involved? Is that why? I mean, h- how do you – that was the problem with the Saints. With the, what you is got to put one, your what, aside, what, man. No, I'm, I'm, what is the one defining moment from the Saints World Championship? The one play. Oh, you yeah. – yeah, yeah, you cheated yeah. on that one. But there's, there's two huge plays in that ball game. Yes, you did cheat on that part. That's not even what I'm talking about. We'll get into it later. Okay. 888 the best part, going back and just you know finding some of the footage and some of the calls, just how the game has changed the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, the footage, I mean, it's remarkable. And we're talking, you know, not that far ago when we didn't have HD. Uh, c- comparing that to now, night yeah. and day. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's fun uh, seeing the advancement in technology. Mm. Uh, some headlines on this Thursday morning. What you got? Uh, we can start with what LSU did last night. No shocker. Um, they lost uh, to Tennessee. Uh, I believe that final was 84-61. Um, but the big thing for me was Tremont Waters just continues to struggle. Maybe he's hitting the freshman wall. Man, it is something else because, you know, the la- against Auburn, uh, he was like one for nine from the field and had no assists. And then this game – he was one for seven and had two assists. I mean, those are just awful numbers. And it's just he's just in the slump and he can't shake out of it. And this is the time where his team really needs him, especially last night when he only had seven scholarship players huh. available against the Tennessee team that's ranked number 18 in the country. Hmm. Okay? And so that's what stood out the most to me. Also, another really weird part of this game was 15 minutes into the second half. In the second half, 15 minutes in, LSU had zero assists, zero assists, 15 minutes into the second half. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. It was very strange. And then meanwhile, you're going up against a Tennessee team. 
I mean, they're like the Tim Duncan of the league. They're the the, the big fundamental. <laughs> like mm. they do all the like they play defense, they rebound well, they share the ball well, they just do all of those different things well. They they're they're they they do all the basics and fundamentals extremely well, and that's why they are among the cream of the crop in the SEC. And you know, even if your shots off, I mean, a team like Tennessee, they do all those small things right. They're 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 going to have a good chance to beat you. Will Wade and his squad have hit a uh, tough spark spot in the year here, and coming off back-to-back losses, Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, they will return home on Saturday. They'll get Arkansas coming to their place, but it doesn't get any easier after that with the likes of uh, Florida. Yeah, and Arkansas is going to want to get one back too yeah. uh, after what happened at Arkansas earlier this year. So. Yeah, strap in, LSU. Even at full strength, it was going to be an uphill battle versus Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, without two prominent role players and, and Wade Sims and Brandon Rochelle, yeah, they were up against it. Uh, another note from uh, college basketball, New Orleans takes care of business versus Northwestern State. Demons continue to struggle. I knew they were young, but I did see that they're the fifth youngest team in the country. I believe it. Uh, what that means, though, uh, C.J. Jones, former Watchman standout, and Larry Owens from Carroll continue to see substantial playing time. In fact, Big O last night uh, pulled down 13 rebounds, and uh, C.J. had uh, 10 points. So uh, they are uh, certainly continue to develop. It's nice to see them getting plenty of playing time down there, but Northwestern State is having a rough, rough year. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you when you go young like that. But uh, I got a headline for you. Cousins has successfully had successful surgery, I should say, on his ruptured Achilles, which is great news uh, for, for Cousins. I know everybody is uh, hoping he can rebound and come back. We talked with Dr. Counts yesterday about that and how difficult that process is. Um, but along those same lines, the Suns agreed to buy out Greg Monroe, which – Obviously, the Pelicans, for obvious reasons, have interest in, in Greg Monroe. And this is a guy who I think is averaging something like 11 points and 8 rebounds per game this year. He's no Boogie Cousins, but maybe he can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boston is the leader to, to land Greg Monroe. You got all fired up this morning with the one headline about LeBron James. says he, he would be open to having discussions <laughs> with Golden State about perhaps joining uh, their squad yeah. with free agency. Yeah, so the source, sources at ESPN say that LeBron is open to free agency talks with the Warriors and that the Warriors could <laughs> potentially put themselves in position for an offseason meeting with LeBron. Oh, brother. Now, this can't happen. Yeah. Like, it, it just can't happen, right? But if by some chance it did, this would ruin the league, right? I mean, this would just burn it down. Right, I mean, if you had LeBron teaming up with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, yeah. <laughs> assuming they keep all those to to, mm-hmm. to free, you know, enough cap space, but that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just saw that story and just had I couldn't roll my eyes enough. Yes, uh, we do have some college hoops tonight. Uh, two big games for uh, the Dunkin' Dogs on the road, taking on Florida Atlantic. Continue to try to keep this thing rolling along after starting. One in five in conference play. They have rolled off three straight. Have an opportunity to get back to 500 tonight. Lady Textures will have their hands full on the road versus Middle Tennessee. Yeah, and speak while we're still on basketball, did you see Isaiah Cannon's injury? Yeah, yesterday? pretty horrible. Oh, yeah. he fractured his left ankle going on a lay, going for a layup. He came down. Are you one of those guys then goes back and watches it four or five? Yeah, times? yeah. It's it's off. It's awful that you 
something yeah. about watching it. Just can't uh, stop. Double J says, isn't Greg Monroe from NOLA? Yes, we actually were talking about Greg Monroe uh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, I believe played it. Uh, Helen Cox squared off against Carroll. I believe it was the semifinals. I'm getting old, so I forget. But I was there. I saw Greg Monroe versus the Bulldogs. Coach Oni squad uh, was up by 16, 18 points. You're thinking, ah, Greg Monroe. Dogs are going to win this thing. Uh, they come swarming back. A heartbreaking loss for Carroll back in, uh, I think it was 2010. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I just, I, I'm, I'm looking at my list here of headlines. Uh, other headlines. Uh, what do you make? Uh, the Super Bowl continues to uh, inch closer. There hasn't been a lot of news coming out the last uh, two weeks, as you would expect. The biggest news yesterday, you got two, you got a bunch of blowhards, of course, on uh, Press Row and Media Row down there oh, in Minneapolis. Two guys, two buffoons from Houston, from competing radio stations, they basically just start yelling back and forth at each other and disrupt anybody trying to get some work done down there. Yeah, it was uh, two radio personalities trying to act like tough guys, which is hilarious. I hate that. Personalities, that's where you right there. They think they're the personality. They think they're the story. And unfortunately, now they're getting a lot of play. All the media members, of course, are majority of them sitting around. They're doing their work. So then, of course, it goes viral with the video and the audio. And, uh, and then the one yeah. guy on the side chimes in. And who, whoever was in the argument yeah. did not like him butting in. He yeah. initially turned his, yeah. his anger toward him. The best part of it, they were trying to conduct an interview at some point with a guy from the Houston Chronicles, I think John uh, McClain. John McClain. John McClain. Yeah, he's uh, been at the Houston Chronicle forever. Uh, you know how some of you newspaper guys are. Well, he's just sitting there. He wanted no part of it. And I was like, that's me right there. He said, and then it wraps up. And he said, man, I've been doing this business for 35 years. I can't believe what I just witnessed. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I gave that too much of a story than it deserved. Uh, in Minneapolis this morning, I believe it is negative three degrees. Ooh, pretty cold. Saw a lot of media members. They uh, they had them go out curling. They had them uh, snowmobiling, doing different activities really? like that. Ice fishing. Hmm. Yeah. Would you participate in that if you were in Minneapolis? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That'd be a tough call. Yeah. Snowmobiling would be fine. Yeah, some of it would be cool. Um, I wanted to get to something else, too. Floyd Mayweather. So he's teasing this MMA fight. I don't know if you've been paying attention. He's been tweeting out some videos, like he's walking into an octagon, like he's going to actually fight in MMA this year. So, Aaron, I wanted to ask you this. You're the you're the, the common fan. You're the you're not the hardcore, hardcore fight I'm Blow fan. Joe. You're Blow Joe. So Joe Blow. You did. Joe Blow. That's what he <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so you watched the Floyd mayweather Conor McGregor boxing match, yeah. and you actually liked it, correct? Yeah, I loved it. Did you like it enough to watch Floyd Mayweather fight him again yes. in the odds gun? Yes. yes How much money would you pay for it? Uh, I'd pay $25. Interesting. Okay, well. So how did he tease it? He basically was he standing outside the It were two cage. different videos. One video, he just walks into the cage like he's entering for a fight. The other one. He's standing in the cage, and he says something along the lines of 2018 MMA. You know, what are the odds? Something yeah. like that. So mm. He's just trying to get some uh, publicity and see if there's any interest in that fight. We're all over the map on these headlines on this uh, Thursday morning, in case you did not hear. 
Fox has not picked up Thursday Night Football. I'm probably the only one at KNOE that uh, thinks this is not good, except for maybe the sales department. All the uh, people in the newsroom are like, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, NFL football will be off Thursday night. Now, what will they do in terms of putting, who will they put in the booth? NFL in the past, it says, you know, you got to have your A-team calling the games on Thursday nights. Well, it might not be the case. So who does Fox go with now? Well, if it's the A-team, it's got to be Joe Buck, yes. right? But they say they might not have to do that. So then who do you put in uh, place? You want to make a splash? Yeah. You put Gus Johnson oh, on Thursday yeah. night football. Got to. Yeah. You got to. That would That would make it – that would encourage me to watch it more. And you know how I don't really watch Thursday night football when it comes to the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, if Gus is calling it, I'd be more inclined to tune in. Hmm. Uh, other headlines. I think that's basically it. We've run the course. Yep. Um, Aaron says, I'll pay 200 to watch him get his blank kicked. Yeah. And he, Aaron says, what are the odds that someone from Monroe could kick his blank in an octagon? Hmm. Uh, depends on who we're talking about, Aaron. Uh, yeah, I think you just mentioned anybody in Northeast Louisiana. If they stepped in with Mayweather, could they beat him in Octagon? No, no, because hmm. he at least has boxing. And now, if a wrestler steps in there with him, yeah. Hmm. I love these hypothetical questions. Uh, no. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, Bill Belichick at the mic yesterday. We'll play this in the next segment. Uh, can't go wrong with Bill Belichick, right? A Super Bowl press conference and a German reporter asking a question. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady. Hey, I spent a majority, uh, I'd say last night, I didn't anticipate doing this. I stumbled across Tom versus Time. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Oh. I don't know. I hear the five-year-old daughter is a little annoying. So good. Uh, we'll break it down for you coming up in the next segment. Plus, uh, Tom Brady on how long he plans to play and why people continue to talk to him about retirement. So yeah. it's actually good. Oh, dude, it's better than good. Okay, I might check yeah. it out. Facebook. Did Tom you, Did you know Tom. how to get on there? <laughs> yes. I'm impressed. Uh, top 10 Thursday, we will have the top 10 plays, our top 10 moments plays from Super Bowl plays, history. Plays, not moments. Coming up at uh, 7.30, we'll get it all kicked off. Somebody already texted in and said, uh, Tracy Porter's interception needs to be on the top 10. 888-993-7762. Uh, then at 745, uh, Mark Montgomery, late Texas softball coach, will join us. They're getting ready for what should be a memorable year for the Lady Texas. At 8 o'clock, Chris Blair joins us for his weekly visit, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Yeah, and we'll have the calls to go with our top 10 Thursday. All that and more, please send us your suggestions. What is the top play in Super Bowl history? 888-993-7762. We're back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys 
so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Taco, Taco Bendito. Get the taco habit at the sign of the masked rabbit. For your super party Sunday, it's Taco Bandito for a party to go. From our six-layer dips and chips to our grown-up green icy by the gallon, it's a super party to go when you drive through Taco Bandito. I cook it and service it speedo at Taco Bandito. Taco Bandito on Forsyth Avenue in Monroe and Warren Drive at Cypress Street in West Monroe. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Keep hitting us up at 888-993-7762. All right, uh, we haven't heard enough from Bill Belichick this week, have we? No, I could hear from Bill Belichick every day. He smiled a couple times this week in the press conference. Like an actual smile. He's laughed off a couple things. So this is the dialogue. Of course, you got the main core media there trying to ask the hard-hitting questions on what they're going to do against the Patriots, what's the Patriots' game plan. And then you get others there, the entertainment reporters, and right. perhaps the, the ones from other countries, including this German reporter, asking Bill this hard-hitting question. Coach, uh, what are you going to do if you get another 28-3 to situation this year? Uh, well, we, we prepare for... All the situations that we can going into the game, uh, we have our game plan. As the game unfolds, then we'll adjust as we go, whatever that happens to be. Every game is different. Every team is different. Every situation's a little bit different. So uh, we'll just do what we normally do, and that's prepare, try to prepare our team the best we can, go out there and execute the best we can, and handle the game as it unfolds. Now, a key matchup will be probably Patrick Chunk against uh, Zach Ertz. Are you? Do you have any plans of providing some help with him? Put a bracket on him, or you trust Patrick Chung to do it all by himself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're really going to get into our game plans and all that. We'll we'll see how it goes. Next. Okay, it's the first time I've been asked the question by a German reporter that wasn't about Sebastian Bulmer. First part of that, uh, the other question. The other <laughs> he, question. He was going to say, yeah, oh, we're just going to roll over, just give it to him. I have a suggestion, a request, really. Um, can we just take all the bad questions from press conferences <laughs> and let that be a new parting shot? 
Because that was a bad – Coach, what are you going to do if y'all go down 28-3 to again? We're going to pack it up. We're going to go back to the locker room. We're going to go back to New England and get ready for next year. And then you go from that to to an ex, like a very um, – a question about the game plan <laughs> in regards to Ertz and Chong yeah. where you're very specific. <laughs> I mean, you're very – that's a very specific question. What did you think Belichick was going to say? Yeah. Like, what are you looking – like, what story are you writing or what story are you doing where that's that's an important question? Where you think, like, Belichick's going to offer something in return for that question? I don't know. What was his response? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to get in the game plan. Next question. Uh, I feel sorry for these coaches sometimes. Yeah. I do. Especially this week. The number of coaches and the different ways they're trying to ask it, but it's literally – uh, you really haven't heard anything new. No. So, it's rough. All right. So, uh, Tom uh, Brady, the major conversation continues to be, I mean, the guy's 40 years old. And it has been a roller yeah. coaster of a ride for him uh, this year, uh, considering how they started off against Kansas City. And then uh, how his team has certainly rebounded. And then, of course, him putting together an MVP-type season until the last back half of the year. Mm-hmm. So they come out with this uh, documentary, Tom versus Time. And at first I was like, well, you know, it's just one of those propaganda things. And there is some of that to it. But it was so insightful. And if you haven't seen it, had an opportunity how, how to How long are each episode? Uh, about 12 or 13 minutes. Oh. And, and there are three different ones uh, right now. They're broken into three different, uh, I think it's called social, the mental aspect, and then physical. But what it does, I mean, and it just shows – how passionate he is and how committed he is to his game, which I think we all pretty much understood. But also, I came across almost liking him more. Why is that? Because he came across a little bit saltier than I expected. <laughs> I, I figure he's from Boston. Yeah. Well, he's not from from Boston, yeah. but he's he might as well be from Boston. He's been there so long and rubbed shoulders with all those people. He came across, and he's not just as another a normal guy, just grinding away, but going to extreme methods to make sure that he's highly successful i mean the diet part and of course what he's doing to his body on a you know hourly basis just with his diet and you know the other things the training and then the massages uh pretty remarkable yeah but how is that different from pretty much every other uh, no he's life? doing a lot of different things with his diet that others are not doing mm-hmm. and then also with his training i mean he's doing more of the you know, it's it's less you know things related to weight training and things like that. And then the, the specifics to his throwing motion, and they go into it in detail with Tom House, a throwing guru. I mean, there was a quote here, and I wrote it down. Uh, there was a part where Brady says, oh, this is a major bre- uh, breakthrough. And then Tom House says, it's frog hairs. That's how minute the improvement that Brady is making. And Brady thinks it's a major breakthrough when literally it's just, you know, he's improving by just centimeters at a time. They say in there, you know, most try to get better by 5%. With guys like Tom Brady, they're literally just trying to get better by 1%. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Brady said there's several different parts in there, and just his commitment. And he talks about the fact he can just sit there and watch and break down film for literally five, six hours at a time. He finds it soothing. And you're watching that, and you're thinking, man, are others in the league doing what he is doing? I, I got a feeling Breeze is probably doing it. Yeah, sure. Is Aaron Rodgers doing it? Yeah. 
he's sitting there and watching it, and you know he's going over and over the plays. And he basically, this was the quote also that he says he processes information very quickly, a lot faster than others do. Well, yeah. yeah. Quarterback has to do that. Quarterback has to be able to see the field and process it. And then the other thing, just how competitive is it? And you know he's watching losses, and of course you could tell. Uh, throughout this year, how the losses ate at him a little bit. And he says, you know, he never gets over the losses. They're just, it's scar tissue that runs too deep for him. Oh, God, that's being dramatic. Yeah. Well, there, there, dramatic. there is a lot of it that is dramatic. That's but dramatic. There's other parts where he's, you know, him and you know Edelman and Amadola go up to Big Sky Country and they're up there training for a couple of days and just to see them working out. And then, of course, just being guys, having fun and the mm-hmm. back and forth dialogue and just joking like guys and friends do. Came across a little bit more as a common man. Yeah. I'm telling you, watch. That it. would be the fun stuff to watch. Yeah. But you're burying the lead. How's the kid? She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's and not what I heard. I had no problem with the kid. That's not what kid. I heard. Yeah. And, of course, he lives in a mansion, as you would expect. Yeah. Very well done, though. Just the, the editing part and the total is a clean, well-condensed package. I'm encouraged to watch it now, now that I know it's only 12 minutes long. I was thinking it'd be like an hour long. And that's like, eh, I don't know if I want to get invested in something like this. But if it's only 12 minutes, yeah, I'll mm. check it out. Uh, here's a little sound from yesterday on uh, Tom Brady continues to be asked about retirement. Jonathan Kraft was asked if he could ever envision a scenario in which he would have to tell you that you have to retire. And he said that you've earned the right to make that decision yourself. And I'm curious... Uh, you know, what does that latitude mean to you to, uh, to hear that coming from him? Why does everyone wa- want me to retire so bad? I don't get it. I'm having fun. The team's doing good. Um, you know, I know I'm a little bit older than most of the other guys, but, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I obviously enjoy the experience of playing in this game. This has been, I mean, obviously a dream come true, you know, many times over. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of hard work to get here. Um, and our team, I think, is, you know, working hard. We had a good practice today. We're going to need a couple good, couple more good ones. We're playing against, you know, great football teams. So I'm not thinking about retirement. Um, I'm thinking about the Super Bowl and trying to win the most important game of the year. And uh, it's going to take a lot to do it. Another thing, a major takeaway from uh, Tom versus Time, uh, they did one of those, you know, the voiceover. They had the critics. You could just hear the audio and him doing the different things throughout his day. And he basically says, man, he doesn't even listen to that noise. It is just guys out there yapping their mouth. He's not driven by the guys that say he can't do it into his 40s. He's driven by that inner spirit that keeps him motivated day in and day out. Yeah, so a guy like Brady, I believe that because – we're in Louisiana right now talking about him. Yeah. I mean, you know how many people are talking yeah. about Tom Brady? I mean, everywhere you turn, you could you could hear that. And so I, I, get, I understand, or I, I more so believe when, when, when players like that say they don't listen to it. Now, some players like to listen to it and, and like to focus in on the negative stuff because it, you know, it encourages them to get back out there and train harder. Mm. Uh, but – yeah, Brady's a driven guy. Father Time catches up with everyone. Uh, again, Tom Brady was asked uh, yesterday, how long does he plan to play? I've always wanted to play to my mid-40s, so, I mean, we'll see. And, you know, football is such a physical sport. I mean, every game really could be your last game. I mean, it's the reality of the sport. So, 
you know, I'd love to plan for those things. I try to work hard at the things I need to in order to allow my body to self, my body to feel good, you know, week after week, year after year. Um, you know, I've got a good routine that's really worked for me, especially over the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Um, so as long as I feel like I'm willing to make the commitment to doing those things, then I feel like my body will be able to allow me to do that. And uh, so that, that's obviously what my goals are. If you have time, watch it. It'll be worth your time. Uh, Tom versus time. The other thing that's insightful in there, we heard a lot about you know Belichick kicking a, you know Tom Brady's body coach. Uh, that not a complex where you just can't travel with the team. Uh-huh. That was a big storyline, you know, what the ESPN story from a few weeks ago. Yeah. You can certainly see this relationship, the, the guy's name's Alex, and how, he impo- he, how important he is to Tom Brady's career. Yeah, but R- Richie says uh, he has no reason to watch this show involving piss ants. <laughs> he also, man, Richie, you're still negative, buddy. <laughs> this is the only real thing in the Brady reality show is his annoying five-year-old daughter. Take reality and TV with a grain of salt. Nothing is ever as true as it may be. I understand that. It is part of a reality show, but it also gives you kind of a glimpse into what his training process is like. I mean, I don't think he, Tom Brady, I mean, I don't think he's out there eating two pizzas a day. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it does pull back the curtains. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the, the 24-7 boxing HBO show. Oh, I love that show. They're, they're great. They're, they're well-produced and... You know, this is this is a little bit different just because, you know, Brady's team is, is putting it out um, when HBO is, in fact, you know, doing it with two different boxers. But there's so many great moments in this time versus time deal. The one, though, that cracked me up the most, uh, his massage therapist, Alex, his, quote, body coach is just rubbing him down. Deep tissue massage. He's working around the groin area and, you know, just getting after it. And uh, Edelman walks into the room during this, and you can just tell it'd be just like me and you. Yeah. The grief that I would give. Oh you. yeah. And uh, Brady just cuts him off. Pump the brakes, man. Pump the brakes. Don't say one word. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That's good. Yeah. That's. And the then best. Edelman went on to talk about the fact, you know, he, he's not big into stuff like that, you know. And and then of course, then later on in the episode, I don't know if they were trying to make this connection, but it's a connection I take. You know, he goes down with his ACL injury, which he can't control. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's enough Tom Brady talk. <laughs> Tom versus time. Aaron discovers one little thing, and he was talking about it the whole show. <laughs> Double J says, "Top play of all time: the onside kick by the Saints. I never get tired of watching the ball bounce off of Hank Basker's helmet. He's the reason Kendrick was on top. I think that's more of a um, subjective." point of view i i think uh you know you, you gotta you gotta be unbiased when you're looking at these plays if we were biased that along with the chase point interception would be number one so i got it ranked high keep that in mind and then sherman says i vote for the catch off the helmet giants receiver maybe tyree was his name yes david tyree uh, of course he's talking about the giants um catch when they uh before they beat the the patriots in the 2007 super bowl Keep the top plays in uh, Super Bowl history coming. We're going to start our countdown after the break on Top 10 Thursday. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. 
wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. It started with a phone call. I got the text when I was at work. My first call up ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it, the real deal. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires, how they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going up with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Discover what it means to be a citizen soldier, to serve locally as well as globally. Look into the benefits including career skills and money for college. Take a moment. Go to NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, the uh, listeners decided uh, this subject for Top Ten Thursday, correct? They did. All right. Have you done your research? Are you ready to roll? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, what's the subject today? Top Super Bowl plays of all time. Oh, I thought it was memories. Oh. Oh, we got to scrap this. Memories? Yeah. We'll have to go way back for you, huh? (laughs) All right, top ten plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah, I got a couple honorable mentions before we get into it. Go. So these are my top two honorable mentions. The Marcus Allen 74-yard run. Oh, no. It didn't make my list. It didn't make my list. That has got to be on the top ten. And you're not going to like this either. Uh, John Elway's helicopter run. It didn't make my list either. All right, we're off to a bad start with Jake (laughs) over here. No, I got a good list. Your list is garbage. Let's go. All right, at number ten on my list, the one that we are going by, the image, the moment, the play that, I mean, you can't forget it, how good this defense was and, of course, the team that featured Walter Payton. But, man, a big man running for a touchdown, the fridge. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Here's what it sounded like. Another Super Bowl record, the first refrigerator to score. Oh. Yeah. And, of Great course, the, the fallout from that, uh, Walter, unfortunately, never got a, his touchdown. That's the only bad thing about the 300-pounder getting the touchdown there for the Chicago Bears. So, I had I, that didn't make my list, all right. first of all. Second of all, I have a different uh, – I have a different score from the big man, right. different kind of big man. Right. I've got James Harrison's 100-yard right. interception return right before the half. That was 
a huge swing in momentum in a game that came down to the very last possession. So I thought that definitely deserved mm-hmm. to be in the top ten. It is in my top ten. That will be coming up here in a minute or two. Tabor, you got any issues with putting uh, William Perry in the top ten? No, it's, it's all subjective anyway. So Tabor says it. That's what I think. He's saying do you, Aaron. All right, number nine. Uh, how about this? Uh, we forget it. Some people forget it. Uh, Joe Montana, of course, uh, squaring off, uh, has an opportunity. They're, what, uh, I think it was 90-some yards away with about uh, over three minutes to go uh, against the uh, Bengals. And uh, Joe Montana leading his squad down the field, hits Rice a couple times, but ultimately he finds John Taylor for the go-ahead touchdown. Record with 12 catches. He's in motion. Montana. Touchdown, John Taylor. Taylor cutting to the inside. I think all the eyes were on Jerry Rice, but not Joe Montana's. He had Taylor all the way into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, Rice was a major story in that ball game. He was the Super Bowl MVP, catching 11 passes for a Super Bowl record, 215 yards. But ultimately, it was Montana versus Taylor, the ninth best play in Super Bowl history. So that's your number nine. That's actually my number eight. Um, So we we were pretty close on that one. You didn't set it up very well, though. That touchdown came with 35 seconds left in the game. The Bengals score with just over three minutes left. I did say that. They take the ball with just over three minutes to go. They go 90 yards. Thanks for paying attention. Well, the Bengals scored right before that. And then – that's when Chris Collinsworth actually said on the broadcast that they left too much time for the great Joe Montana, yeah. who was on our Mount Rushmore, both uh-huh. of our Mount Rushmores. Uh-huh. Um, so he goes down a 92-yard drive that culminates in that pass, which, by the way, he fit in the second window. Iconic play. It uh-huh. deserves to be on the list. At number eight on my list, uh, James Harrison, as uh, Jake mentioned, just an incredible return right before the half. A big momentum shift in this game. Here's what it sounded like from the Steelers' playmaker. 15 seconds from the gun. Steelers show blitz. Here they come. He gets it away, and it's picked off at the goal line. There's a flag thrown on the run back. James Harrison to run it back, and Harrison is past midfield. Harrison going down the sideline. Harrison still on his feet. Harrison is going to go all the way. It's a 100-yard interception return. Pretty darn impressive. What a physical specimen. Um, You actually skipped my number nine. My number nine was the fourth and destiny play. Uh, The Redskins trailed Miami 17-13 in the fourth quarter and faced a fourth and one. And they were at the Dolphins' 43-yard line. They decided to go for it. They handed the ball to John Riggins, who got the first down and broke a tackle to score the game-winning TD and the eventual 27-17 victory. Did that make your list? It did not. I looked at that long and hard, though. Your top the top honorable mention? Yes, it should have been. It should have been. Uh, what do you got at number seven? Lynn Swan, the juggling catch. Wow. This is uh, about as smooth as it gets. Um, Swan battles with the Cowboys DB and, you know, catches it on, catches the football on the way down. The way he was able to hang in the air and make a highly difficult catch look effortless just tells you, I mean, how, how great of a play this really was. 
And when they do the Super Bowl montages of the greatest always plays, it's always on always. there and deserves to be. There's a number of catches. We'll actually have a call later in the show. That was the thing with the Bradshaw and the Steelers, whether it was Stallworth or Swan. I mean, so many big plays throughout their franchise's history. But, yeah, in terms of a, a play that you're going to remember, Bradshaw the Swan is certainly one of them. So did that make your list? It did not. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How did that not make your list? Uh, you can weigh in, 888-993-7762, your best uh, Super Bowl play on the Stuart Shelby State Farm text line. All right, number seven, Big Ben to Holmes. Here's what it sounds like. Washington outside left. Roethlisberger. Has time, throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. Look upstairs, Ben, to the corner of the end zone. Does he get both feet down? Left, definitely. I think it should be higher, I guess. I'm, I'm very upset because, all right, I have a lot of respect for you. Oh, thank you. But no disrespect. <laughs> no what disrespect. What you're going to say now coming out of your mouth. So this play yeah. is is not only one of the best plays in Super Bowl history, it's one of the best catches of all time. Yeah. How how can it be not in your top five, let alone top – I mean, I so – Nobody said to, this process was going to be easy, Jay. Yeah, but that catch, not only did that win the Super Bowl, it was a game-winning catch. But the level of difficulty, mm-hmm. which I'll get into much more later because it's further down on my list. It allowed uh, Pittsburgh to beat Arizona 27-23. to 23, Most call it one of, if not the most clutch catch in Super Bowl history. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown I'm away. I'm making the argument for you. <laughs> you really are. I'm blown away that it's number seven on your list. What's, what's your number six? I can't wait to see. Uh, you know the guy Elway? Yeah, the helicopter. He wanted to win it pretty badly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He needs that world championship. He takes off on a scramble. This is what it sounded like. Almost offside, but the Packers got back on. No way. Scrambling. Looking. Running. Diving inside the five-yard line for a first down. Is he only 37? How important is this football game? How bad does John Elway want to win this football game? When you see that quarterback go down, not Elway. Watch John Elway. He does a good job. He steps up. Watch him look to the sideline here. He knows where he's got to go for the first down. The only way he's going to get there is a sellout. He does it and protects the football. Pretty sweet. Just missed my list, though. My number six is in last from last year's Super Bowl, Julian Edelman's catch. Okay. I feel like this isn't remembered as fondly as it should be. I think when you – when you look back at last year, so many people get caught up in the Falcons blowing a 28-3 to lead that they forget about this play. You know, uh, they were, the Patriots at the time were down 28-20, to and Brady zips one over the middle to Edelman, mm. and it's almost picked off. It really – it was a difficult catch, but it, it could have been picked off. And after getting batted in the air by a Falcon defender and other Atlanta defenders following the ball to the ground, Edelman somehow juggles it away from not one, not two – three defenders how he ended up with the ball and how it didn't touch the ground i'll never know uh no doubt uh, one of the top plays in super bowl history you did not have elway elway in his helicopter in your top 10 
Uh, I messed up. I should have had Edelman in his remarkable catch in here, too. See, but that kind of goes to my point. Like, people just don't really remember the catch. That People rarely talk about that catch. That catch was amazing. And for those who haven't revisited that, that catch in a while, I, I did, you know, yesterday. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Watch it again. Pull it up on YouTube. It is outstanding. Uh, we actually have that call also. We'll have that uh, later in the show. There you go. Uh, part of our top ten Thursday top ten plays in Super Bowl history. I can't believe you had Holmes at number seven. <laughs> I'm not going to let you live that down. Uh, you want to read that text directed at me? <laughs> Matt says, Aaron sets up his picks like he does his dates. No foreplay and falls flat in the end. Yikes. You want to speak to that, Aaron? Show continues after this. Uh, Lady Texture's uh, softball coach, uh, Mark Montgomery, joins us after the break. Chris Blair at 8 o'clock at 8.15. We'll dive back into the top 10 plays in Super Bowl history. The Morning Drive returns after this. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. It is that time of the year. Baseball and softball on the college ranks just right around the corner. We look forward to, of course, covering them throughout the year and uh, joining us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Lady Texas head coach, Mark Montgomery. How are you doing this morning, coach? Hey, doing well, and how are you, bud? Good. Hey, before we get into some softball questions, I want to keep you a little bit on topic here and throw you a little bit of a, a curveball. Uh, I know you're Kentucky native, so do you have a, a professional franchise in the NFL that you root for the most now? Yeah, uh, Tennessee Titans are probably the team I root for. Not not because of their proximity to Kentucky, though, but uh, I think all my friends grew up either uh, Steeler fans or uh, Cowboy fans. I'm kind of of that era, and and uh, the Houston Oilers at the time were the only team that, that I guess were despised by both. So uh, maybe that shows a little bit of my personality. But I, I chose those <laughs> and continued to follow them. And after they got to Tennessee, it was just a bonus that they were closer. 
So who do you root for? Uh, the Eagles or the Patriots on Sunday? Well, probably the Eagles. Uh, I enjoy the Peterson tie, uh, you know, in, in terms of being a Shreveport uh, man and, and, and what he did as far as, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, with Calvary and stuff there. So, I, you know, I, I think that one is, is brings it home for me a little bit from the coaching perspective. So, so we'll probably root for them. I don't need to see the Patriots win another one. From the coaching perspective, if you had a chance to go or kind of pick the brain of a, the likes of a Bill Belichick, what do you think you can learn from what he's accomplished or perhaps the process that he's made him a Hall of Fame coach? You know, he's amazing. Um, you know, the biggest problem with Bill is I'm not sure he would share. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that, but he, he's so cryptic in everything he says. He's not very uh, outgoing. I don't know that he'd be my first coach to try to pick their brain. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the way he prepares is probably – uh, certainly inspiring to me that, that I don't feel like they ever don't have a plan in regards to what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to attack this of a particular team on offense, or they're going to, they're going to attack this on defense, and, and then they execute it. And then if it's not working, they're probably one of the best in the league at making adjustments. So it's really incredible. They don't, I, I don't ever believe there's never been a championship team that I know of that hasn't had a style of how they win more than, than the New England Patriots. I mean, they, they can win in a different fashion almost every time they play the game, and that's pretty impressive. Of course, it helps with Tom Brady pulling the trigger. But. Will you continue to develop that championship style with this Lady Texters uh, program? What now in the sixth year, last year, a huge season for you guys. How have you kind of seen this program progress through the years and where you're at now looked upon as one of, if not the favorite, to win it this year? Well, it's just building. It's it's every year adding elements to your program on the field, off the field, in the classroom. Just everywhere you get a chance to build, you keep building. And uh, you know, we the the more the program grows, the the more it becomes known, and then the easier recruiting becomes. So um, I don't know that there's really any advanced philosophy of how to do it. It's just work hard, and if you have chance to make on the field. Or, you know, improvements, you make on-the-field improvements. If you have a chance to, you know, make travel plans and play higher-caliber teams and, and uh, you know, go some more unique places, you do that. I mean, all of that type of stuff continues to grow and develop the program, and we've been very fortunate that we've been able to do that with the support of our administration and and, uh, and their desire to see uh, softball become uh, a strong uh, contender, not only in conference but within the nation. I'm looking at this press release, Coach, and there's a quote here that uh, you say this is probably the deepest team you've had in two decades of collegiate coaching. Certainly the expectations are high and you set the bar high. I guess there's nothing wrong with that going into this year. Well, you know, I, I guess some people talk about the bullseye or being the favorite and being chased. and But isn't that the way you want it? I mean, that, that means that you've done it. It means you've accomplished it and people are chasing you. Um, it means you're the team to beat because you, you won. I mean, so I, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Uh, I think it's, you know, to, to be perceived as the favorite is probably always a good thing. Now, you know, the, the idea behind that is you, then you can't take a day off. There's no area for complacency. There's no uh, lack of consistency that's, that's allowable. And, and when those things happen, you know, it usually results in a loss. So what we have to do is just make sure we we not only have taught the girls how to achieve what they wanted to achieve, but now how to keep what they want. Lady Texas head coach Mark Montgomery joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. 
All right, Coach, you talked about unique travel. You open up the season in Mexico of all places. How did this come about? <laughs> well, isn't that a great example of what I was saying? Yeah, so, um, you know, it was we, we had been making some improvements in the program, like I said, a couple years ago. We'd gone from, honestly, I guess in my second year, I think we finished 11th or 12th, and, and then all of a sudden we got to 6th, and then the next year we got to, to fourth, and and uh, uh, Tommy McClellan uh, and had an opportunity. Had spoken with a member of Triple Crown, and and our men's basketball team was going to Cancun, and they had offered us an invite to go to this Port of Arica College Challenge, and I really wanted to to send us. And and uh, Mr. McClellan thought it was a, a great opportunity for our team, and 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 certainly showed what we were uh, able to. Uh, again, begin to achieve with, with kind of who we are and where we're growing to. So, uh, you know, he said, yes, I think it's great. Let's get them there. And, and we've started working since. And, and here we are about to open there in a week. So just a, a great venue. You know, there's great teams just in this year's field of two tournaments. There's, you know, uh, several, I think, three ranked teams, a couple others receiving votes. So uh, it's certainly a great field as far as uh, – uh, competitors both this week and then the next week when they host their second tournament there. So we're honored to be invited, and we look forward to going. You talk about focus a lot. You're going to have your hands full with this trip. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, James Madison's uh, they had last year's reigning player of the year. They're, they're exceptionally talented. They're ranked 21st in the nation. I think the last two years uh, they uh, they've been – in the finals of the region last year, uh, won the region before and was in a super region with LSU. LSU ended up coming from behind and winning the third game to uh, to end up going to the World Series. But uh, great program. Uh, Nevada, uh, they're good year in and year out. They always have been, even back to when they were in the WAC and Louisiana Tech was in the WAC. I think Nevada was historically always one of the top couple of finishers out there. And and uh, and then Long Beach State, a perennial power team from California. I mean, uh, also nationally known. Um, they've been in several uh, regions and super regionals after over the last several years. So we're excited. It's uh, it, it's going to be great competition for us to open the season and and really find out you know where we're at, what we need to work on, and how we how we kind of progress throughout the rest of the season. You can't have enough pitching. You return three all-conference pitchers. Uh, what's that like, having that kind of depth, and then also trying to keep everybody happy? Yeah, that's probably my biggest problem, right? But uh, that's the better problem to have, I think. Um, you know, one of it is, is, is honestly, it allows us to do so much um, in a tournament situation where another team might really have to pick between a, a definite number one or a definite number two. Uh, and, and there's a big variance between the two teams. We, we really never feel like we have to do that. Uh, you know, one of our pitchers might have an off day, but, but usually going into a tournament, we feel like any arm we, ro- we roll out into that circle is going to be able to go get the job done for us. And, and uh, you know, Presley Galloway's worked incredibly hard. She's now up to throwing 68 miles per hour. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's the equivalency of a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. So just amazing speed and power out of her. Uh, Crystal De La Cruz with tremendous movement uh, from a left-handed perspective. And then Bailey Allen, uh, the third one you referenced, has is, is just been a mainstay. She was part of you know, one of our first recruiting classes here, is now a senior, and, and she brings just so much calmness and composure when she takes the mound. So you know, those three will really be relied upon. And then we've got some freshman arms that we want to mix in this year and, 
and, and get some moments just so that they're learning to grow so that when some of these older girls start graduating, they're not just uh, uh, ready to go, but they, they've been trained and, and they're really ready to step into those crucial moments and be successful. An attractive schedule with you guys starting in Mexico, then uh, eventually you make your way down to Baton Rouge for a little bit of a tournament that features the likes of uh, LSU and Oregon State. The only negative is I guess you won't be at home till uh, what, uh, February 23rd. Yeah, no, we, we definitely are on the road quite a bit. We have our tournament. But then after that, I think most all of our middle of the weeks this year worked out to where we're at uh, we're at home a lot then. And, uh, so it, it's still a really nice schedule. You know, we're just going to have to be road warriors here these first few weeks and then ultimately, uh, uh, you know, figure out how to win in some tough environments on the road. And, and maybe, again, that will help us prepare even more for postseason. Coach, enjoy uh, the trip. Hope it's highly successful down in uh, Mexico. Uh, Bermuda shorts then coaching, or you go something different? <laughs> you know, I actually uh, talked to my staff about trying to buy some of those, like, Hawaiian shirts and get it yeah. embroidered with LaTeX. I thought that'd be cool as anything. They looked at me like I had three heads. So uh, we'll probably <laughs> just uh, we'll probably just roll with the standard coaching apparel, but I'll break out the Bermuda shorts at least on the beach one. Remember the sunscreen, bud. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Aaron. Good luck to you guys. Take care. Good luck. You need it. Yeah, you need it. <laughs> Lady Coming Texas up with head that coach. top five list. <laughs> you know, luck you can get. Lady Texas head coach on Mark Montgomery. Making their starting the year down in Mexico. Five games down there. How cool would that be? It's, yeah, especially pretty cool if, if you were on vacation. But, uh, yeah, I have a feeling it'll be a business trip. Uh, Quint said early in the show, LBJ to Warriors was not denied by LBJ. Thoughts, Jake? Yeah, we touched on this uh, at the beginning of the show, Quint, and I, and I want to pose this question. Uh, for those who haven't heard, uh, sources with ESPN have said that uh, LeBron is open to the free agency talks with the Warriors and that the Warriors could position themselves uh, for an offseason meeting with LeBron. Now, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's just say – by some chance, LeBron joins the Warriors. Do you feel like that would be good for the league or horrible for the league? I, I, I asked that question. Initially, you think, oh, that's horrible for the league. But people are going to tune in to see what that team looks like. Mm -hmm. And then you've, you've got this super team. You have the ultimate Goliath. You have the ultimate Goliath. And so any matchup that they, that they in the postseason, any postseason matchup becomes interesting, even though, you know, there's going to be some crazy point spreads. It's just going to be interesting to see if anybody can compete with that team. So I said that to, you know, you would think it would hurt the ratings, but it might actually boost the ratings if you have a super team in the postseason. Anyway, what's your, what, what's your thoughts out there? If LeBron were to join the Warriors and join that, that, that team, would that kill the league or would that help the league? We continue to ask you for your uh, top plays in Super Bowl history. Uh, Murphway's in, honorable mention top play. He has the fridge. Uh, scoring on that goal line situation despite Walter Payton playing his only Super Bowl game and not having a score. Perry, of course, uh, bowled in for the touchdown. Controversial at the time. I had that at number 10. Probably had it too high. Yes, you did. You had it at 10. You missed Edelman. You had Holmes too high. I mean, too low. Lots of issues with your list, Aaron. Uh, will I recover? Will I uh, recover, rebound for uh, number five through number one? That's coming up around 8.15 or so. But up next, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, joins us for his weekly discussion.
Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.